God. Do you know that God loves you? Who am I speaking to here? Do you know because of you, God prepared me so that I can bring the blessing to you today? I want you to say, Lord, I'm not going to miss that blessing today. No, no, don't do it the religious way. Say to God, I am not going to meet that blessing today. I'm not going to miss it. Glory to God. You know, today is our Warfare Wednesday. And um, something new is happening. Hmm. I, I said something new is happening. You know, God does not allow anything to go stale. And I want to thank God for the God of Grace Assembly that he's visiting us again. You know, I came to you on Sunday with the word of God. I entitled to get the best of God, get into the rest of God. How many of you remember that? To get what? The best of God. You see, we've had some bit of God. But that's not enough. God has more for you. Can you help me look at somebody and say, God has a lot more for you. Okay, point at me and say, God has a lot more for me. For me, for me, for me. And the only way to get that is to get into the rest of God. It's a balanced equation. All the time we're talking. I'm sure you remember some time ago I preached a series about um, the God factor. You know what the God factor is? The God factor is the factor only God can do. You know, I've heard this saying, whatever God cannot do does not exist. <laughs> but how to unlock the God factor. So we have ended up trying to fix everything ourselves. Can I get a witness? Come on now, can I get a witness? Do you know that, that somebody has sold us the idea that you can worship God, but you better take care of your business yourself. You, 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 you're not feeling me. I want to prepare you so when we start praying, you will be so mad at the devil that you will claim everything that was yours and you're going to receive it in Jesus' name. You know, the motivational speaking in church was kind of okay, but it has made us think we have to fix it. We have to be able to do it to have it. To a some degree, to a small degree, that is true. But believe me, what makes Christianity sweet is the God factor. Did you save yourself? Can you save yourself? You can fast all you like. It takes the blood of Jesus. And when Jesus said it is finished, he wasn't just talking about salvation. Everything that comes with salvation. So the, the, the God factor is what this is all about. The God factor is the best of God. You do what you can do, then you step out of the way. How do you do that if you don't rest in God? When you finish what you can do, you of around 17 would go to a battlefront where a giant there is a man of war from his youth is threatening the whole of Israel for 30 days and even the king who was a giant himself called Saul could not confront this giant because everybody knew, say, something did it. How come a 17 year old boy come with the lunch for his brothers and take on that giant with a catapult 
and five stones, he must know something. Come on now. I said he must know something. No, no, no. He must know somebody. And he must know that that person does not need a spare or a javelin to deliver the job. Come on now. He didn't even pick jagged stones. If I were David, I will pick jagged stones to hope that at least one of the jagged corners will cut the man on the head. Smooth stones don't hurt. He used only one. The king gave him the... He tested, he said, this armor. He rested in God. You know what he said? He said, my God will deliver this monster into my hands. And I told you a story on the way you provoke God to show up for you. That's what happened to David. It was not the catapult that killed the Goliath. It was the God factor. You know, to get the best of God, you have to get into the rest of God. We've talked about faith. We've talked about trust. You see, faith will lead to trust. But when you add faith and trust together, that's where you get rest in God. And until you can rest in God, you cannot provoke the kind of God factor that we need in our days. Can I ask you, are the days easy? The days that we live in, are they easy? Days are hard and tough. This is when we need the God factor. And God is saying the way you can provoke me is to get into a place where you rest in me. This self-help run around the place is okay. But when you finish that, you rest in God. That should be the difference between those that serve God and those that do not serve God. We cannot continue like this, say we have no faith and not get to the point where you challenge the devil. He wants you to be rattled. He wants to be fretting. He wants to be running around and you say, no, sir. After I have done what a man can do, check this out. The rest posture. I am resting in God because I know that God is able to do it. Am I talking to somebody? Can I tell you, it's not a man thing. It's also a woman thing. Can I, tell, can I engage you about the one called Ruth? Ruth was a Moabitess. Even her late husband was not meant to marry her according to the Jewish law. She was not qualified. But she heard from Naomi and her husband about Jehovah, the God of Israel. And so when the woman, the old woman was going back, she said, I will go with you because I know God is with you. And you know what happened? Because God was with her, the God of Naomi responded to her. What did this young lady do? What did she do? She looked at the situation. Naomi said, even if I had another son, by the time the son is old, you'll be too old to marry the son. She, she told her all the impossibilities. She said, your God will be my God. Listen, you know what that means? I have heard of this God. And I'm choosing the reality of somebody I cannot see to rest in him more than the people I can see. She left her people and followed a seeming dead end. And guess what happened? Jehovah upon whom she rested 
showed up with a God factor that Boaz, the prince and the best of them, that people were struggling all over, was brought out of the struggle and given to this woman called Ruth. I want to talk to the young ladies. Please don't imagine that your bone straight hair is what's going to get your husband. There is still the God factor. You cannot ignite the God factor the way you're doing what you're doing. You've got to rest in God. You know, rest in God is a posture that will confound people. It's something out of the ordinary. Saul said to David, he said, but you are a youth. He's a man of war. Look at his size. They gave all the permutations. They gave all the analysis. They said, I know. But I choose to rest in God. As the Lord lives before whom I stand. The people that receive this message. You will see what is called the God factor. And the heavens will be glorified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I engage you? How can a woman with the issue of blood. That has spent all her money for 12 years. And there was no solution. It's called, it's called a medical dead end. Here Jesus is passing. People ate with Jesus. People slept in the same room with Jesus. People went everywhere with Jesus. But none of them rested on the name of the Lord Jesus the way she did. She said to herself, if only I don't need to eat with him. I don't need to sleep in the same. If only I can. I don't even need to touch his skin. I can touch the hem of his garment. You will see what will happen. This impossibility will give way to possibility. I'm already prophesying to somebody that you are able to do this thing. And she did. And Jesus said, who touched me? Normally, Jesus touched people for them to be healed. No, no, no. She reversed the role. She touched Jesus. And Jesus had no choice but to release the God factor. I bring the God factor to grace assembly once again. That there may be a revival in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on now. She rested in his name. She rested in his person. She said, I know this God. He doesn't even know. Jesus was facing the other direction. She was behind him. He didn't touch her. He didn't pray for her. The God factor is May the church come back to the place where we begin to experience the God factor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the rest of God. Ignites the best of God. All the laws of nature are suspended or reversed when the God factor kicks in. Do you honestly want to live your life continually like this without the God factor? No, no, no. I, I'm not rude. I'm not trying to be difficult. Do you really want to continue your life like this? How many people want a real change? God is ready. Are you ready? You will see something. Something good is about to happen. For you and for me, something good is about to happen. And so shall it be in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I ask you another thing? How can four friends be in captivity? And it seemed like Nigeria, financial captivity, this captivity, all kinds of captivity. How can these same four boys who were in captivity be so good at what they do that they project 
God, the rest in God, and the God factor is demonstrated in captivity to the shame of all their captors. I talk about Daniel. Daniel was put in the lion's den. And he did not beg anybody. Is it that he didn't know what the lions can do? No, he knew what the lions can do. But he did not consider the lion. He rested in the God that made the lions. What happened to Jesus' name? I want to engage you about the God factor. What about the, his three friends that he asked for position? and they brought them and said bow down you see this bow down thing it doesn't have to be an image it doesn't have to be something carved There's, there are systems that they tell us you must bow down to otherwise you cannot prosper they said we will never bow down to this we already bow down to the only God we don't need to bow down to this thing that you call your God he said, if you bow down, we'll let you go. He said, no, no, I was never a captive at all. I have been set free and redeemed by the Lord. And they said something. And I want you to know what it means to rest in God. It's not sleep. The rest I'm talking provokes God into action. But if somebody tells you that God not fit, God is God, is God, is God, will always be God. Oh, I wish I got an amen in there. Can I tell you, even death cannot answer to God. It says, behold, I have the keys to hell and death. They said, we'll cast you in there. He said, well, our God is able to save us. But even if he will not. The rest posture. You know, Today, if they said they're going to cast people, even men of God, I doubt if we will see the rest posture. Please listen to me when I'm saying, is it true or not? How did we get here? Are we in a good place? They said, even if God will not, for whatever reason, we will not bow. The king said, what? I'll show you. When a man threatens, Bible says, who has spoken when Jehovah has not? He said, take them in there. The people, the soldiers that were supposed to take them in, the flames consumed them and these three men entered. When they entered, they thought that was them, but they realized they were not burning. The king looked again and saw four people. He said, but I put three people here. The fourth man showed up. That is what I call the God factor. This message will be preached to everybody, but not everybody will embrace it. But God is looking for people who will enter into the rest to show forth the glory of God because God never changes. I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to be one of them. How many of you are going to be one of them? You know, there's a lot of situations telling you that God cannot. I know you won't talk about it, but inside your heart, you know there are situations that tell you God cannot. I am here to tell you, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can think and ask. In Exodus 33 and verse 14, he said to the uh, Israelites, he says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, the Son of God, Jesus, came in the New Testament and says, Come unto me, all you who labor and lay at heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you see, 
I used to think because God gave something, that means I have it. It's not true. God can give you and you may not have it. Because you did not receive it. So the rest has been given in the Old Testament, has been given in the New Testament, and a lot of saints don't have it. If you have that rest, there is a posture that even me, your pastor, I will be looking at you and be saying, Kai, I wish I was like this person. May the saints of God around us be able to look at us and say, this is how to be a child of God. Now, so it will be in Jesus' name. Now, this rest, in Hebrews 4 and verse 6b, and I think uh, that's, it's up there on the slide, it says the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter into the faith rest life. It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. And to experience the fulfillment of that promise. Father may we not live and die. Not entering this promised land. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to say after me. We will not miss this great opportunity. We will not pray for Grace Assembly. Grace Assembly, we will not miss this great opportunity to enter the faith rest life and to experience the fulfillment of this promise. Lord, thank you for it. We will not miss it in Jesus' name. What kind of amen is that? Now, speak for yourself. Say, I will not miss it. I will not miss it. I cannot even afford to miss this opportunity that my life may show forth the glory of God in the land of the living and so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? I'm revving your engine so that when you release the clutch, there'll be serious momentum in the spirit in Jesus' name. Now, if you would give me the Wednesday uh, warfare warfare uh, Wednesday slide. This one, look at this picture. God says that there remains a rest. Somebody help me. When a great person says there remains something, what does that mean? It means it's still there. May that rest that provokes God to do wonders in our life, may it not remain in captivity somewhere in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the picture. This man has a door. Behind that door, there is this rest. And you can see the power that is ignited in the rest. And the door is strong and big and is struggling to open that door. And that's why the theme of this meeting is wrestle to enter God's rest. It's not something you stroll into. Satan knows that God has given us rest. And he has put many mountains, many doors of iron and gates of brass along the way. Because he knows that a lot of people will try to open the door. If he doesn't open, they'll just go. And they will go to our self-help. And so our lives cannot show the God we preach. People, listen, power works. If there's no power, that's why people begin to wonder whether it is true. So Satan knowing that resting in God is what provokes the God factor has taken our attention to self-help and so much so that we will not strive to enter the rest. The Bible says those people that received it, they did not enter. 
Only a sprinkling, and we read about them in the Bible till today. Ah, if a new Bible is being written, Father, my name will be there as one of the conquerors of my own generation. You will not be left out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, wrestle to enter God's rest. The scripture there says, let us, come on and read with me. Let us try as hard as we can to enter God's rest. Try as hard. It didn't say try a little. Try as hard as you can. Because that's where the power lies. That's where the manifestation lies. Because you can't just stroll into this kind of existence and, the, and, the, and relationship with the Lord. Where you're so intimate with God. One stone from you can kill a giant. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a wrestling bout. It's going to be a struggle. But we have the victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to show you how this works. So that when you start playing, you will shine your eyes. No, 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 no. Forget that one. I'm not playing this time. I understand that my existence will be so-so until I die or Jesus comes. And I go to heaven and there's not much to write about my life. And when you get to heaven, you will see that behind the rest is the power that you should have been enjoying. It will be, no, no. It will not be a sad day for us. May we enter that rest now in Jesus' name. Give me Matthew 11 verse 12. I'm going to be reading from the AMPC and that is the Amplified Classic. Read, listen to this. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share, what is that precious prize? A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with the most ardent zeal and intense exertion. They go for it because they want a share in the heavenly kingdom and they do it, they go after it with ardent zeal and intense exertion. The Bible says the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed small. Availed some. Which one do you want? Nothing, small, some, or much? You see the word, when it says the effectual fervent prayer, it talks about you losing it in the place of prayer. The kingdom of God, the people that know what it is, they go for it with everything. Today, not today. We're going to get out of the place where we are. We're going to enter into the rest, the place of the rest of God. And all the powers of the heavens will be unleashed by a God factor to make our lives align with our prayers and the prophecy of the word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, how do you march around the world that's keeping you out of your promise and you march around it for seven days non-stop? I'm talking about a large city. It's like saying march around the whole of Ikeja and Ogba together. The perimeters just every day with your children and so on. Every day for seven days. You, you, you won't do it if you're not rested. You won't do it if you don't know something. First day you did it, nothing happened. Second day, sixth day, nothing happened. And the seventh day they said do it seven times. You know the generation we are, we really don't believe anything. Once it gets a little tough, it went down and they crossed in. 
to the promise. Whatever has been holding us out of the promise that God said. Some of you have seen your promised land. Some of you have spied it. We will not be kept out. The God factor will, will knock down the wall, press it down, whatever it is that we will have access to the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what makes a man stand in front of a, a sea called the Red Sea with, with a state of the art major army pursuing them from behind and God can say to him, lift your rod. In this matter where they lift my rod is what you've got to say. Listen, you must rest in God for you to do those things. He could have run. He could have started swimming. Most of us will have started swimming. God said, step forward. Lift your rod. It takes a man who rests in God. In the face of such opposition to do it. You know the reason why we don't see God part the rest anymore? We don't have what it takes anymore. What we'll do, we'll find a cano and start paddling. Some people say, okay, the seashore, let me start jogging. Maybe they won't catch up after me. We don't do this kind of thing. God said, happen. That's what it means to rest in God. He stepped forward and the sea parted. Glory to God. I want to ask you, is it not a rest in God when a woman who lost her husband goes to the prophet and the prophet said, I heard God, go and carry a small bottle of oil, half a bottle or quarter bottle and start pouring in kegs of 50 liters keg, about maybe 250 of them start pouring. You look at the bottle, it's quarter filled, you can see it. You see the line, the thing from here to get your bus stop and say, start pouring. It takes somebody who rests in God. Are there still women that will rest in God? Will you pour if you were that person? Because your cognitive senses say this is quarter of a liter. This is 50 liters. And there are 250 of them. What do you mean I should pour this? That's how God created the earth. That's how God works. I wish I had a witness today. When we start praying, you're not going to pray the way you used to pray because we are at the threshold of a breakthrough. May we make it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you do that to solve a financial catastrophe? How do you do that? Not to say I broke. A financial catastrophe. That's how they solve the problem. And God is saying, they rested on me. I'm telling you what the Lord told me. And that's why the God factor happened like that. In my own lifetime, I will not let you rest. I'll give you no peace until you begin to rest on God God. He didn't say for people in heaven, the people of God on earth. I want you to lift up your hands to God. Just wave your hands to God and say, Lord, I am sorry. Somehow, somewhere, I wasn't resting anymore. So I repent of whatever it is that I used to balance who you're supposed to be. All the excuses I made. I want you to talk to God that I am sorry because you are God that needs no support. For the people that try to support the ark, they actually died. The ark of the Lord cannot fall. I want you to say, Lord, I'm sorry. 
that I, you, I have made you too small. And that's why I did not rest on you. I never went to any battle with a catapult. I, I thought I needed a nuclear warhead before God can help me. I thought I needed, but you are God. Lord, forgive us our sins. People have seen our behavior and they laugh behind us. Say, that God cannot be so big because we're now bowing to the gods they have made for us. I want you to say, Father, I'm ready. Say after me, Father, I am ready. I'm ready to fight to enter your rest. Father, I'm, I'm ready to fight to enter into your rest. I can't hear you. I want to hear you. Father, I'm ready to fight to fight to enter into your rest. Please strengthen me to start right. Strengthen me to enter in. Strengthen me to remain in your rest all the days of my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now first pray that prayer. Say, Lord, I am ready. I am done with my wishy-washy Christianity. I'm done. I want to be like the four Hebrew children. I want to be like David, a man after God's heart. The one who rested in God and all he had was a catapult. I'm ready. Please strengthen me to start this struggle. Strengthen me enough to enter into the rest of God and strengthen me to remain in the place of the rest of God all the days of my life. All the days of my life. Let it be said that in a generation where nobody rested in God, let me be like David amongst eight brothers. Let me stand out of the crowd. Let heaven rejoice over me. Let me be like Daniel and his three friends. In the midst of all the captivity, through whose life God will show forth his glory and his power. Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. Lord, we're ready to begin to learn how to rest in God and begin to operate within the limitlessness of the God factor. Father, we thank you for this beginning. We thank you because we enter it. We thank you because you will keep us in there. It will not be a one-time experience. Let it be so all the days of our lives in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Brethren, the Bible says the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter this rest. And I told you some time ago that God is more the God of opportunities than the God of ready-made blessings. The scripture says we still have this opportunity. But the thing with an opportunity, it is just an opportunity. Everybody gets an opportunity, but not everybody makes it. Wave your hands to the Lord. Say, this opportunity, I will not miss it. It will not pass me by. I will be one of the heroes of my own generation. The Hebrews 11 heroes of this season. I, my name will find itself in that list in the name of the Lord Jesus. I choose, oh God, to hear the speaking of the Spirit. I choose to lay aside my excuses. I choose to push forward. I choose to struggle to enter into the rest of God.
The thing with an opportunity is a door of opportunity may be opened, but with every door of opportunity, the Bible says there are many adversaries. First Corinthians 16 and verse 9 says, For a great and effective door was opened to me, but there were many adversaries. Adversaries it talks about enemies, it talks about agents of satanic forces, it talks about principalities and powers that will stand and try and hold the door so that we do not enter. I want you to lift up your hand to the Lord and say, Father, I want you to say, Father, help me to conquer. Help me to conquer the adversaries opposing my entering into God's rest. Father, help me to conquer the adversaries, the principalities and powers, the, the philosophies of men that are opposing my entering into God's rest. I want you to go to God in prayer. Say, Lord, they have held some people back. They're holding some people back. But Lord, help me to conquer the adversaries who are opposing this opportunity opportunity for me to enter the faith life, the faith rest life, where the, 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 the God factor will become a daily manifestation in my life. Father, help me to conquer them. Make me more than a conqueror in this quest. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffered violence. The Bible says they seek this share of the kingdom with ardent zeal and intense exertion. I want you to pray and break into a sweat. I'm behind this door. I'm standing in front of this door. This door will not hold me out. I will enter into the rest of God. I will not manage this life. I will not just be like everybody. I will not just be entering all kind of philosophies. I am a child of God and God is committed to his covenant. He said, I will give you rest and I will enter that rest and the God factor will be my experience too. So shall it be, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In my own life, the adversaries will not stop me from entering the God's rest. The Bible says, for those who it was promised to, they did not enter. I want to say, God forbid, in my own time, this assembly will not be like those that didn't enter. We have missed it for some time, but we're getting it right now. Lord, I'm going to enter it. No adversary is going to keep me out of God's rest that provokes not just angelic assistant, the God factor to be ignited and unleashed in my life against everything that stands in the way of the promise of God in my life. Father, thank you for this will be our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brethren, I sent you a word in our chat group and I said it is time to escape from the some of us are almost 60. I want you to lift up your hand to the Lord and say, it's time for me to escape from the place of unrest, from the place of restiveness. No, 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 no. I must enter into the place of God's rest at last. If it took this long, I'm not going to waste one more day. Lord, I am knocking on that door. Lord, I'm pulling on that door. That door must open to me. I will not leave and die like the saints of old. I'm going to enter into the rest of God, this God factor that that, uh, that that David saw, this God factor that Daniel experienced, this God factor that catapulted Shadrach, Mission, and Abednego to high places in captivity, it will not elude me. I want you to pray. Say, Lord, it is time for me to, to escape from the place of unrest. 
managing everything with the puny power of a man. Begging for help all over the place. Living an average life when we have the power of resurrection. I want you to pray. Hi, Jehovah. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Thank you, Lord, because you're going to do it. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hand up to the heaven with me. I say, Lord. Say it loud. I say, effectual fervent prayer. Say, Lord. Please help me escape from the life of unrest. From the life of restiveness. Let help me to escape from that. And escape into the promise of God's rest. Say this I earnestly pray for in Jesus name. Say that. This I earnestly and fervently pray for in Jesus mighty name. Put that prayer into gear. Because I can see that door beginning to shift. I can see things beginning to move. Ah, I can see a cloud forming. I can feel something is beginning to happen. Lord, please help us to escape from this life of unrest. This life of saying that we have trust in God, but we don't rest in God. Help us to escape into the promise of God's rest. This we pray earnestly. This we pray fervently in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you because you hear us. Because we pray according to your will. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For the result of God's factor being at work in our lives. As we enter the rest of God. We give God praise in Jesus mighty name. And somebody said amen. And somebody said a better amen. We're still praying. On Sunday I said, how do we get into the rest? And Jesus after saying, I will give you rest. It says, come and learn of me. That's the way you'll find rest for your soul. A lot of us don't know how to learn anymore. In fact, we have become so set in our ways. That when the Holy Spirit tells us something different from what we're used to, we don't obey. But here is a time for us to pray. Can you lift up your hand to the Lord and say, Holy Spirit. Bible says he will teach you all things. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will teach you. Say Holy Spirit, I submit to you. Beyond what I know, beyond the familiar, before, beyond what I have preached, I know that God can do a new thing. I know you speak mysteries. Holy Spirit, I submit to you. The Holy Spirit begin to teach me how to successfully enter the rest of God. Holy Spirit begin to teach us how to successfully enter the rest of God. We don't want to get to that door. And after a while, we turn back to our old ways. We will proceed. We will break through. We will enter in. The God's factor will become a daily experience in our lives. Because we submit to you, Holy Spirit. Please. Holy Spirit, pray for yourself. Teach me how to successfully enter the rest of God. Not how to attempt entering, how to successfully enter the rest of God. I don't want to be trying. 
talk to the Lord. I don't just want to be frustrated. I don't want to be trying my own way. I don't have the key. But help me to learn how to successfully enter the rest of God. It's a learning process. It's not a walking thing. It's not a laying over of hands. It's a process. Teach me. Oh, the spirit of the living God. Teach me how to successfully enter the rest of God. So and help me to remain in that place all the days of my life. Lord, thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for being my teacher. Every morning, instruct me. In the night time, speak to me. Order my steps aright. Need, ask me what do you need to do or to start doing to be able to embrace what God has given you, the rest of God. There is a part of praying. There is a part of doing. Put your hand on your forehead and say, Lord, show me what I need to do. Oi! Show me how I need to go about it. That I may successfully embrace the rest of God. So that it does not elude me. The things I need to do. We're still praying. Show me the things I need to let go of. That will debar me from embracing the rest of God. The things I need to do. Show me. And the things I need to let go of. So that I can embrace this rest of God. I need it Lord. If Ruth. Who was a Moabitess. Can enter the rest of God. Oh, and her life entered the Bible. A whole book was written about her. Lord, my situation is even better. I can't continue like this. Help me to know what I need to do. And help me to let go of what I need to let go of. That I can embrace this rest of God. Thank you, Father. So it is in Jesus' name. Say the right kind of amen. Now we're praying. I want you to bring me the slide that says rest is a weapon. I, when I was studying this rest for four or five weeks now, and I discovered that, you know what rest is? Rest is a weapon that destroys what stops us from entering the best of God. I want you to pray. Say, Lord, let this weapon call rest be at work in my life. Leveling every satanic mountain. Destroying every barricade. Ah, every ghost slow that will want to keep me where I'm at. Let this weapon, let it destroy, level all the barricades and all the obstructions and the roadblocks in my life so that I will not remain in the place of restlessness. I can enter the place of the rest of God. So the days of unrest will give way to the place of rest. So that people can see that the Lord is not just God. He's my God and my Father. So that the God factor may be at work in my life. So that the 
end of my life will put to shame how the things began in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let this spiritual weapon become a deadly weapon against every work of the enemy in my life. It is a weapon of mass destruction. Let it be unleashed in the name of Jesus. Let it be unleashed in the name of the Lord Jesus. What uses a weapon that is not ignited? What is a weapon that is not unleashed? Let this rest be unleashed in my life to level everything. Thank you, Lord. So it is in the name of Jesus. I said, so it is in the name of Jesus. Brethren, this thing I'm talking about, the philosophies, there are some philosophies that the weapon called rest should destroy in our lives. Follow. Supposing she listened. Put your hand on your ear. Say, any voice that I'm hearing, that is not going to allow me to enter the rest of God and experience the God factor. May the weapon called rest, may it level that philosophy, may it that arrangement in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to make it. Uh, I need the God factor in my life. My life, ah, there are plenty of things that are not right. Uh, there are plenty of things I need God to do. I need the God factor. No philosophy, no argument, uh, no, no agreement is going to stop me, oh God. Let the weapon call rest. As I rest in you, dismantle anything that was in place before, anything that was working before, so that I can be set free to enter my own destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. It was Saul that wanted to take David away from the place of rest in God to not put his rest on the, on the king's armor. When a king offers you his armor, most of us will say, ah, everybody will see me wearing the king's armor. You have shifted your trust and rest on God to the armor. Thank God David took it down. Whatever has been given to us that was shocking us that will not allow us to stay in the place of the rest of God so that the, the God factor will kick into our lives. May the Lord cause us to just drop it. Drop them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah! If the woman with the issue of blood spoke to Peter, Peter would have said, nobody touches, comes to the Lord from the back. If he doesn't call you, you cannot see him. Have you not heard that kind of thing? If this does not happen, you cannot do it. If she had asked, she would never have been healed. Because it had never been done. Somebody comes from behind without permission. Did not touch the hair on his body. It was a hem of his garment. What the disciples cannot imagine happened. happened. Can I tell you? Some of you will overtake people better than you. Why don't you lift up your voice to God and say, Whatever philosophy will debar me from you. entering the rest of God to the point. 
that the God factor that would promote me and catapult me beyond those that are better than me, Lord, let the rest of God that I am entering destroy and demolish all those philosophies in the name of the Lord Jesus. his farm the workers were treating her anyhow they were telling her this is your place the prince does not talk to people like you hey when the prince showed up he said I've heard about you and talked to her if she had received that philosophy she would have been hiding in the dark Father, let the rest of God be the weapon that destroys everything that stands in the way of the best that God has for us that will come through the agency of the God factor in our lives. I want you to pray fervently. There are so many well-disguised philosophies, so many arguments. Bible says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge, the power of God and the rest of God and the, and the God factor. We cast them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me hear a resounding Amen. When I say rest is a weapon, let me back it up with scripture. Isaiah 30 and verse 15. Isaiah 30 and verse 15 says, Which version do you have? You don't have my own version. Okay, I'm not sure. Try the New Living Translation. It says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest, is your salvation in repentance which is what we first did and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength but you would have none of it the word strength a weapon is a strong thing for deliverance so this rest based on our faith and our trust in God produces a strength that can change the difference. Why don't you lift up your hand to God and say, I am embracing the rest of the Lord. Let it be strength to me. Let it be a weapon that breaks down the barriers between me and the best that God has. Let it be for me, oh God, that this rest in God will catapult me to the place where I connect with the strength of God, the God factor. Let it qualify me for the best that God has. I will not be part of those who say they don't want to have anything to do with it. The Bible says, but you will have none of it. Some people say, I'm not interested in the rest of God. What does it mean? Leave them. The result will show who is who. Why didn't you wave your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, I know you can see me. 
I know you're ushering me into your rest. I know that you will release the God factor into my life too. So that I will become somebody of reckoning. Not only amongst men, in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father Lord. I give you praise and I give you glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please give me the slide about the rest posture, the rest attitude. We're still praying. This picture I saw in the spirit. The Bible says, haven't done all. It says, put on the whole armor of God. You put on everything, but it didn't say fight. It said, haven't done all to stand. It's to stand confidently. Hallelujah. It's to stand rest assured. It's to stand confident in God. Now, it doesn't mean everything looks like you're going to win. But you're not looking at what's around you. You're looking at who told you to stand. You see, your stance usually gives you a way. You can say you believe but you're standing like this. You're standing looking defeated. So, rest is an attitude. Help me tell two people here or three people. Say, rest is an attitude. It is, rest is calm and full. Calm and full of patient expectation. You see, the person who stands like this, you're not even blinking, but you have a smile on your face. All the threats are going on. Naomi is saying to Ruth, there's no husband for you. My son should not even have married a Moabitess. And she says, no. Wherever you go, I will go. That's a stance. Based on calm, there's a calmness in your soul where you connect with God. And you're full of patient expectation. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. Wave your hands, the Lord. This not changing my posture. I have the rest attitude and I'm going to stand and remain standing based on my faith in God. I have patient expectation that God will do exceedingly abundantly above whatever I think or ask. Let them say it has never been done before. The Bible says God said I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? Just because they haven't seen it before does not mean it cannot be done. Just because it's never happened before because they are not God. With God all things are possible. Father we thank you for the rest attitude. We stand in the best attitude. We have the winning attitude. And you will prove it as you release the God factor into our lives. And so shall it be in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This rest posture is going to be challenged. Don't expect Satan to keep quiet. Somebody will say, you're laughing. What are you laughing about? And they start to recount your problems for you. Generally, when people do that, most people change their posture. The three Hebrew children, they said, if you bow now, we'll let you go. When they said no, it says, hit the fire hotter seven times. It says, they didn't even call him King Nebuchadnezzar at that point. They called him Nebuchadnezzar. They called him Nebuchadnezzar. He said, let me tell you something. Our God is able to save us. Chombo. 
But even if you will not, you're not rich. Whatever God wants to do for you, he does not need anybody to agree with him. Because he's God all by himself. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in this house. But let me... You see, this posture, I want you to remember this posture. Even in your sleep, some voices will come and say, what the pastor said is not for you. I see people sleep in a yeah way. You know, some people sleep like this. They're smiling. Some people sleep like this. Instead of this posture, when you succumb to the threat of the enemy, you know what Goliath told David? He said, you, they gave you ammo you didn't use. You're not coming at me with catapult. He said, look at you. He said, I have been a man from my, my man of war from my youth. He said, I will break you in pieces and I'll feed you. So he said, me. He said, I come at you in the name of the living God. Your posture should have nothing to do with what you have or what you don't have. It's based on the person in whom we have believed in. I see some people with the posture of defeat. Give me another posture. What, what's the posture of worry? Give me another posture. What's the posture of ah, Mugbe? Some posture. Give me another one. The, the one that Oti, Oti, Oti finish. When they sit down, the two hands between their legs, finish. Today, I call you child of God. You are not alone. God is with you. God is with you. And the angels of God that are with you are more than those that are against you. I, start, I tell you, take a position. Stand wherever you are and take a posture. And say, in the spirit, whether I'm asleep or I'm awake, whether I see what I want or not, my posture is unto God. And I am not going to change my posture. Ruth said, I will not go back. Whether you can have a change you. What I realize is the entering the place of rest with the right posture, it provokes God to rise and do what only God can do. May we not continue with our self-help that has not delivered us from anything. May we provoke God by the rest posture we have engaged in that God will arise and put our enemies to flight. The Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord where we're praying about the rest of God. Say after me, Lord help me. Lord help me. Adopt. Lord help me adopt the rest attitude. Lord help me to adopt the rest posture. And teach me how to maintain it. Teach me how to maintain this winning attitude. Until every promise of God is established in my life. Help me to maintain this winning attitude. My rest posture. And let it be a sign of worship and trust in God. Help me not to bow my knees to any suggestion. Help me to be resolute in my faith. 
that heaven be provoked that God will arise on my behalf thank you father lord for you will do it because this is your word this is your way as David provoked you when he rested in God let me be able to provoke you as Ruth provoked God when she took a position of rest in God let me succeed in provoking and the woman of in the issue of blood provoked God by believing God to that level took a posture by herself nobody agreed with her as she provoked you and you gave her what she should not have Lord may I provoke you too Rest in God posture, it provokes God. May we provoke God with the way we rest on God. May our eyes be single on our Father. So that the word becomes quick and powerful in our situation. So that the God factor is not what we read in the Bible anymore. People see it at work in our lives. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. I'll say amen and amen and amen. What do we do? How do we get this rest? How do we get it and hold on to it? Ah. Psalm 16 verses 8 to 9. Bring it up quickly. Tell your neighbor, I have the right attitude. I have the, I have the rest posture. Say, so check me out. I'm trusting God. I know God is good. Hallelujah. How do we achieve this? This is the scripture. The psalmist says, I have set the Lord always before me. He is at my right hand. Why? Because I've set the Lord before me. It says, I shall not be moved. Look at your neighbor and say, whatever you think, I'm not changing my posture. I shall not be moved. Whatever my need is, I shall not be moved. God, who I please with my posture, will do the God factor in my life and my needs will be more than met in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 9. No, give me 8 and 9 together so I can read it together. Give me 8 and 9 together. It says, therefore, it says, I have set the Lord always before me. Aha. Because he's at the right, right hand, I shall not be moved. Okay, I get it now. It says, therefore, my heart is glad and my Glory rejoices. My flesh also does what? Will rest in hope. Thank you. God bless you over there. It says, therefore, I have said the Lord. It is a sometimes. It is a once in a while. I have said the Lord always before me. Therefore, my heart will be glad and my glory, not my shame. When we get into the rest of God. Listen, even shame will give way to glory. What kind of amen is that? I said shame will give way to glory. Therefore my heart will be glad and my glory rejoices and my flesh will my flesh also. I want you to listen to that one. When these things begin to happen, 
your flesh will rest in hope. You know, the flesh is our enemy. After you hear the word of God, your flesh will say, uh, you don't come to church now. How far? Even my flesh will be subdued. Our flesh will rest in hope. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another translation says, I have set the Lord always in front of me. I want you to hear me. This is a teaching part of it. When you wake up in the morning, always in front. Don't let anybody get in front of the Lord. Don't let anything get in front of the Lord. I've said the Lord always before me. Another translation I've set him in front of me. You know, sometimes your children will try and get in before the Lord. You say, no, stay away. Your job will try and get in. No, no, I've said the Lord always in front of me. I think that translation, help me check that translation and put it. The word set the Lord, it's something you do deliberately. And let me warn you, when you set something up, Satan will come to upset it. So if you set the Lord always before you, the work of Satan is to upset it. It is scatter, scatter. So don't be surprised that when you set it up, sometimes you find that it's not like that. You, what do you do? You reset it. The word always means it didn't say once. Lift up your hand to the Lord. Say, Lord, I will always set you before me. If for any reason that changes, Father, forgive me quickly. I will reset it. We speak the, the fire of the Holy Spirit against those things that come to upset the way we set up the Lord in front of us. In some cases, some people that want to upset it. May the thunder of God and the fire of God deal with them in the name of Jesus. Pray, pray, say everything that upsets my relationship with the Lord. I bring it under judgment of God today. I have set the Lord always in front of me. No person, no voice, no theology, no philosophy, no appointment is going to scatter it again. By my prayer, being to pray, I'm resetting it. God, you are first. Who said, your God will be my God. Wherever you go, I will go. Whatever he says is what I will do. I'm not going back because of my family. I'm not going back because of food. I'm not going back. I've set the Lord always before me. Let's this setup of God being first and always first in my life. Let it remain like that, oh God. Pray, pray, say, Lord, when that setup has been tampered with, help me to, to be quick to notice it, to be quick to change it, to be quick to rearrange it, because I want to please you. I want to provoke you so that you visit me with your God factor, oh God. Anytime it changes, even if I'm the one that changes it, bring to my attention quickly so that I reset it the way God wants it to be set. In my finances, in my allocation of time, in my worship, in my service, let the Lord always be before me. In front of everything. Rebukos li makantaboli. 
I give you first place, oh God. It is deliberate because you are deserving. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the one and only God. There's nobody that comes close to you. You are God all by yourself. I exalt you always before me. I will not touch your glory. I will let nothing touch your glory. Shetelema. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord warned me. He says, because you're human, let me tell you that sometimes you will forget yourself. Hello, somebody. I've said the Lord always before me. Some people want to go on holiday. Suddenly they forget they're Christians. Sunday, they don't even remember which day is Sunday. When we slack like that, God does not hate us. What God wants to do is call our attention. What a wonderful father he is. Somebody help me celebrate God. You know, when some people, they put their mouth in my business with God. I said, God is my father. He just wants me to correct the anomaly. Praise God. And the Lord said, remind yourself to stay rested in God at all times. Don't wait for me. I have come to tell you. I've come to lead you. I will always rent a nice car just in case I want to go out. So I would get a car with a GPS because I don't know road. So the car didn't have GPS, but I liked the car. So I was using the phone GPS. Then I had no network. I went somewhere. The phone, I even bought American number, no network. I rebooted my phone. No network. So I had car. I had money. But I did not know how to get to the house. And there's no bus. I started to worry. And I heard the Lord says, I have told you to remind yourself to rest in God. He said, put on your music. It's a nice car. Roll down your glass. I'm here with you. Do you know what I did? He says, now drive around. I'm not kidding. I said, drive around. But I'm not going. I said, you don't have to be driving anywhere. Just, you should be in a nice car, a nice boy. Just drive around. So I started driving around, enjoying the scenery. Before five minutes, the phone started to work. He said, press it. Now you can go home. I was already fretting. I was always saying, ah. So how will I come and disgrace myself? Hey, if I had known, so, so, so. If I had known, I would not have taken this car. I would have taken the one with GPS. If I had known, he said, no, relax. Choose to be rested in God. What could have been a season of my BP that I was trying to get down? Because that's one of the reasons why I traveled. My BP started going up. I would have started it again in, on holiday. God says, ah. Enjoy your car now. Wind down the glass. Look at this neighbor. Wouldn't you like to live here? So I started driving. Do you know, whilst you're resting in God and refusing the agitation Satan wants to give you, do you know a miracle will knock on your window? Do you know good news will happen to you? The Lord said for me to tell you, remind yourself. When you have a bad dream, wake up. And tell yourself, 
I cancel that dream. He made mistake. He's going somewhere else. Turn the other side. Sleep. Remind yourself to rest in God. You know this thing. If you practice it, you will find that you can do it. But I tell you the truth. At least six to eight times a day, you have to remind yourself. This learning. Come and ask me. Pastor or no pastor. Bishop or no bishop. is not an easy walk. The natural mind will gravitate towards unrest. The natural mind will want to go to the solutions you're used to. When God wants to do a new thing. How many of us want God to do a new thing? Brand new thing. Shall you not say it? The Bible says it will spring forth speedily. Which means it doesn't need help. Mata kabos. The scripture says Psalm 116 verse 7. Is the scripture the Lord gave me. I've, 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 I've given you that scripture in one of my text messages. It says, return to your rest. Oh my soul. Somebody do this. You're waiting for your letter to come. And they say the mail system, they're going on strike. Return to your rest. Oh my soul. I remember Pastor Laulua, I, 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 uh, he, he sent me his uh, 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 testimony in America and I sent it here. When he came to my office, before he traveled, he told me, he said, I have applied for something and they're not answering and the time is going, the window is shutting. He came with his son and the boy was playing with me. You know, I always play with children. And the boy was not paying attention, but I could see as calm as he wanted to be, he was agitated. So I told the boy, we'll play later. Come down. So I said, go out. So he told me. I said, do you know what I feel? I said, just relax. It is going to happen. Thank God he didn't say, how will it happen? I was in America. He took off. Madame Nobiso. Madame Nobiso. I didn't pray. I just told him. I said, it is going to be okay. They will issue the visa. They will, everything will work. Many times, when you want to lose your rest, you are so close. The enemy needs your agreement to divert the blessing. He will fail in Jesus' name. Lift up your, vo- your hands, the Lord. Where are my singers? I want you to come and do that song for me. Return to your rest. Oh my soul. Somebody I want you to pray. Say, talk to your spirit. I have heard the voice of the Lord. I have seen the equation that provokes God to release the God factor. Like a Ruth, how can a Ruth end up with a Boaz? What about the women the way she was born with? What about everything? It does not matter. She was fairly used and yet she was the one that was preferred. Come on now. How can a little boy be the one to take the glory of killing a giant with a catapult? The Lord did it. Lift up your hand to the Lord. Say, return to your rest. Oh my soul. Return to your rest. Oh my soul. For the Lord has been good to you. By this word. I want you to do that song for me. Be still my soul. 
the Lord is on my side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Live to thy God, to order and provide in every change. He faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend. Sure as he has my confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know. His voice who ruled them while he dwells below. In you I rest, in you I find my hope, in you I trust, you'll never When disappointment, grief and fear are gone, sorrow for God, love, spirit, joys, respond. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and we shall meet at last In you I rest In you I find my hope In you I trust You'll never let me go I place my life Within
Father, we thank you that we have heard your voice with such clarity. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully and dealt well with us. And thank you, O God, that as we enter into your rest and we stay in the place of your rest, silencing every emotion, scrambling every voice, that we end up provoking you because we'll become a delight in your presence. That you release the God factor in a way that scripture will find new expression by the things that you will do with us. And so we give you praise, oh God. We give you glory and adoration. We say, blessed be the name of our Lord. From everlasting to everlasting, you are gold, our God. In Jesus' name, we worship the Lord. Amen. Somebody say amen. Bless the Lord, somebody. Bless the Lord, somebody. I like that shout. I like that shout. I like that shout. Hallelujah. Amen.